Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's a Thanksgiving Day conversation with the voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese, as the Eagles get ready to face the Miami Dolphins. Merrill, good morning. Uh, a rather interesting injury report yesterday for the Eagles. Some new names, some things that we've been keeping an eye on for a few weeks, some things that we've been keeping an eye on since Sunday. What stood out to you in the Eagles injury report? Well, you get one guy back, or you get two guys back, and then you get somebody who didn't even know was hurt. And he's out. Uh, did not participate in practice. The name of Zach Ertz caught me by surprise. And uh, they say a hamstring. I don't know the severity of it, but certainly that bears watching because he is the go-to guy for Carson Wentz and has been for some time. Also, Vinnie Curry didn't practice, but that is personal related, not anything to do with an injury. Uh, taking a limited part, and I'm glad to see Nelson Aguilar and Alshon Jeffrey at least playing and practicing in a limited way. Jordan Howard, this is distressing because he has been out for some time with that stinger, and there is no indication that he's coming back this week. Then Jason Peters with a knee, but that happens. You don't, you don't blink when that happens because half the time he practices, half the time he does it in a limited way, but I'm pretty sure that he'll be back for Sunday's game in Miami. And good news, practicing in a full capacity were Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson and they are the right side of the offensive line, and they're back. And Carson Wentz, they talk about a bruise on his finger. But again, he's fine, and he took full part in practice. Yeah, he did take a full part, so that is a good sign. He said his hand is in a good place. Merrill, let's focus on two of the names there. <laughs> I love that. His hand is in a good place. That means attached to his wrist. Exactly. And and hopefully for him and the Eagles with the ability to throw a football on Sunday. You're totally totally correct on, on, on that phrase there. Uh, let's focus on two of the names. Zach Ertz being on there surprised me as well when I looked at the list for the first time because there was no indication whatsoever that Zach Ertz had any type of issue that was worthy of being put on that list. Um, now, it's it's late in the season, so guys have bumps and bruises along the way. That's very natural. But a hamstring thing, that is concerning. Well, it is on the surface. But again, the last time we saw Zach Ertz play, he was moving downfield, making catch after catch in the one touchdown producing drive in the game against Seattle. And there are all kinds of degrees of severity. Uh, there can be a little pull and he's just being very cautious or there could be the kind of hamstring that is disabling when, when game time comes. But I wouldn't be overly reactive to that right now. That's fair. Until we hear from somebody, that's fair. Uh, Jordan Howard, you're right. You're right when you said describe the Jordan Howard injury. Um, he's been out for some time now. He's still not cleared for contact. Doug Peterson said it's trending, it's progressing. There's really no timeline, though. So, I mean, I, I guess at this point, the, if you're an Eagles fan, you probably should not expect Jordan Howard to be ready to go this weekend against the Dolphins. I, I Otherwise, I think you'd be getting your, your hopes and expectations up. Yeah, I wouldn't be expecting him back this week. I really wouldn't. A stinger injury is interesting. It's a nerve and it controls the feeling and the strength of your arm. 
and it can last anywhere from a few minutes. I've seen guys have a stinger injury and go back uh, at 10 minutes later in a game, and it can last six weeks. So he's somewhere in the middle of that. And uh, so let's uh, move. So if he's out, that means more Miles Sanders. Now let's focus on some of the wide receiver well, positions. Well, it also it also means more Jay Ajayi. Right, more Jay Ajayi too. Correct. So he he'll be a little bit further along the way since he's been back with the team for more than just a few days. He's been back with the team for about a couple of weeks at this point. So you're right, that more Jay Ajayi and against his former team in the Miami yeah. Dolphins, um, which could always add extra elements to it because you want to beat the team that got rid of you. Uh, so let's focus on something that Doug Peterson said yesterday that I found very interesting. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is very likely going to be the starting outside wide receiver for this upcoming game, which means more of a role for J.J., what have you seen from J.J. Ortega-Whiteside that warrants an increased role? Well, I'm very impressed with him, and I have been since he arrived, and I think it's just a matter of feeling more and more comfortable at this NFL level. He's big. He's athletic. He has excellent hands. He's not a burner. He's not, but Alshon Jeffrey is not a burner either. Alshon Jeffrey's been an outstanding player, but he doesn't have blinding speed. That's the same thing with J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, I think he can be a very good wide receiver. Why, why do you think it has been a struggle so far for him this season? Why do you think it's taken him a little bit to come along and get into more of a groove of things? Well, for num- number one, he's playing Alshon Jeffrey's position, so he's not going to get as much work from the get-go. And I think any young player in a new offense is going to take some time to adjust. But he's a very bright guy. I mean, this is a guy with a Stanford degree. So he's bright, and he's going to pick this thing up, and he's going to be successful. I mean, all last week we heard were comparisons to him and uh, DK Metcalf, the wide receiver of the Seahawks, who was drafted after J.J. Ortega-Whiteside in the second round. And why didn't the Eagles take him? Well, game time came, and we watched D.K. Metcalf go out and drop three passes in his hands. So uh, it goes week to week. You always want what you don't have. But uh, don't lose faith in J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. I think he's going to be a productive eagle for a long time. Well, there's certainly certainly room to grow, and he definitely has potential. So you, let's see if he can reach it. Uh, another bit of news yesterday, Merrill, and this kind of came out of nowhere, but it's not surprising. Jake Elliott got a five-year extension from the Eagles that runs through 2024. Uh, I remember when the Eagles got Jake Elliott a couple of seasons ago, they got him off of, I believe, the Bengals practice squad. It was because Caleb Sturgis was injured, so it was really just kind of like a, a last-second type of fill type of thing. Uh, he missed a kick in that big game against the Giants, but then hit the epic 61-yarder. And I can remember you saying, we forgive him now. So it's like it's amazing how, how Jake Elliott's career has really taken off and flourished as an eagle. Well, Jake has become one of the best kickers in the league right now and certainly the best kicker in Eagles history. He holds the record uh, with a 61-yard field goal, as you mentioned. And at this juncture of the season, he's missed a couple of extra points, but that's it. He is 14 for 14 in the field goal category with a long of 53. Now, he hasn't had a lot of long field goals, but he's had a lot in that 40 to 45 range, and he's been absolutely perfect. And add to the fact that his kickoffs, he's up there with the highest percentage of kickoffs that go for touchbacks, that go out of the end zone, that are not returned. So he is an outstanding 
kicker. He could be a Pro Bowl kicker this year. It's it is certainly well deserved the contract extension. All right, Merrill, you're going to give your keys to the game tomorrow. But right now, let's take a look at the Dolphins, who at one point this season, I remember, I was in one of the earlier games when you were doing the scoreboard. You referred to them as Penberry High School. So, who stands out to you other than Ryan Fitzpatrick on the Miami Dolphins? Well, that would be it right now. And, and the uh, the wide receiver, the first-round pick, right. Devontae Parker, is a talented football player. You have to watch out for him. Uh, they have a very good tight end also who I watched. I like to watch Penn State. Mike Gesicki, Nittany Lion fans will remember him as a as a terrific rece- uh, receiving tight end, not just a blocking tight end at Penn State. So he stands out. And you can sprinkle a few names on the defense also. In fact... Um, Eric Rowe uh, is a starting corner, oh. and Eric Rowe was an Eagles second-round draft pick several years ago, and he only lasted one year before he was traded to the New England Patriots, and then he came to the Dolphins as a free agent. But they're they're not exactly a, a well-known defense. In fact, the great Dolphins defense was known as the no-name defense, and they turned out to be great. This is a no-name defense for a reason. <laughs> Well, it's the it's the NFL, Merrill. So as you know, even though they they may be Pensbury High School to some, it's still an NFL team, and they, they still can't be taken for granted. Because man, if 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 the Eagles were for some reason to lose to them on Sunday, then then this town might you know might just fall apart. Uh, all right, so the per- bo- perish the thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, one of the best parts of Thanksgiving is the football. And today there are three games. You got a 12:30. You got the Lions and Bears. 4:30 Cowboys Bills. 8:20 Falcons Saints. I know which game stands out to you. What should we be looking for today amongst all the games, and specifically that middle one with the Cowboys and Bills? I think the Bears uh, should be okay in Detroit because right now the Lions are. Re- we always used to say the Lions own Thanksgiving Day, but that's gone by the wayside. And particularly, they are playing without their great quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Not that the Bears have a great quarterback in, in Trubisky, but uh, I think he is better than a backup with the Bears. And I think that they have uh, a backup with the Lions. So I think the Bears are certainly the team to, to beat in that game. Then comes the Buffalo-Dallas game. It is imperative from a Cowboy standpoint to win that game. And we have heard some not-so-veiled threats from the owner, Jerry Jones. And uh, we'll see about the future of Jason Garrett. But that's a, a better win it game for the Cowboys. And from an Eagles standpoint, should the Cowboys lose, and it's a good Buffalo team, and the Eagles win on Sunday, the Eagles are back and tied for first place in the NFC East. And and it's it's still very much to play for. Um, so Merrill... And of th- course, the last, the last game, which I didn't mention, right. is the Saints at Atlanta. Uh, Falcons have played a little better lately, but the Saints have a lot of motivation in the fact that they can lock up their division with a win tonight. Locking up the division in November, man, that, that is something that, that, that this uh, Eagles team hasn't experienced for a couple of seasons. Merrill, does it mean anything that the Cowboys are, are winless against teams with winning records going into the game? Does that mean anything? Does that hold any significance? Well, it doesn't hold any significance today. It just tells you that the Cowboys are not all that terrific. The Cowboys have, well, they've won one more game than the Eagles. They're six and five. The Eagles are five and six. So, they are uh, they are certainly not significantly better.
Well, it should be an interesting game. I'll be watching it. I know a lot of Philadelphia will be watching it as they have their Thanksgiving dinners. Merrill, thank you very much. I'll watch all three. (laughs) And Merrill Reese will watch all three and have thoughts in it tomorrow morning, as as he will his keys to the game. Merrill, looking forward to our conversation then. Thank you for the time. See you, Dave. Voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.